My name is Stu Redwine, and I am Vice President of Creative Services at Oxford Road. So what is Oxford Road? Oxford Road is the leading privately owned audio agency here um, in the United States where we work with uh, companies like Shopify, Oracle, Indeed, Masterclass, Babbel, and Tommy John uh, to achieve their goals in audio and beyond. So uh, I was looking at you on LinkedIn once I got past the recipes, obviously, and it says, we just want the ads to work. What does that mean? It means what it says, and it's and the question is, well, what does it mean for an ad to work? And that's like I was saying, you know, achieve our advertisers' goals. It's we come alongside them to test and then scale within audio. That's where we started in podcast, and they've got certain goals that they want to achieve. And a lot of times, it's about getting clarity on exactly what that is. What's their entire comm strategy? How do we fit into that? How do we take the biggest? picture possible and the ads work when they achieve those goals and those may be long-term goals they may be short-term goals but that's what we want the thing that we do is help our advertisers bring their message primarily in audio to millions and millions of people every day and however they're looking at that to measure did this work was this investment in advertising worth it that's how we're going to measure ourselves to go, did these ads work? So it sounds as if one of the most important parts of writing podcast ads is actually getting a good, clear brief. What does your brief look like? It absolutely is. I think that that's critical for all of this business of advertising, right? Like, what is advertising? That's a question that I like to bandy about and look at different sources. And Sir Martin Sorrell's answer to it is it's a solution, so really a brief, the best brief in our brief is to get back to what is the problem that we're trying to solve, right? Or the opportunity that we're trying to seize and getting really clear about that. And I find that more succinct briefs are better. You know, the the podcast that I host ad infinitum that is focused um, on uh, audio ads and critiquing audio ads and discussing them. Uh, the most recent guest is Mark Pollard, a, um, a strategist, an advertising strategist. And he talks about this a lot, this idea that you can have so much information and so much data and get a nine-page brief, but it's sort of like, so what? Mm. If I were to boil a brief down, it's like, how can I most succinctly answer what? What is the problem or the opportunity? So what? Why is that important? What? Do we know about our audience? What are the different market forces that are at work? What now? How then are we going to achieve that strategic objective? So there's lots of data out there about podcast ads and their effectiveness um, and uh, data about pre-rolls and post-rolls and all of that kind of stuff. I don't see that much data about the actual creative. How important is the creative in this whole process? It's massive. There's been several different studies just about the importance of creative overall and how much impact that has on an advertising campaign. And I think it's Cumulus that put out these different studies of like perception versus reality of what impact marketers think the creative has on an advertising campaign success and what impact it actually has. And I want to say the perception was much lower than the reality. Like I want to say it was 10 or 20%, something like that. And the reality that they discovered is the impact of the creative is a number closer to like 47, 50%. You know, so it has a massive impact. Mm. I think it's just intimidating for folks on 
how to even approach that question, how are we going to measure that? And then particularly in podcast, you're relying so heavily on the hosts customizing and putting their own spin on it that you go, are we looking at a case-by-case basis of how individual hosts delivered the creative, or can we actually look at the copy points that we handed over to them? But in general, the the impact of the creative on the campaign is massive. Mm, mm. How how I mean, does does a good podcast ad need to be funny? I think that it definitely helps for podcast ads to be funny. I think what you get with humor, right? It's the same root word as humility, the same root word as humanity. Oh, interesting. I think it, yeah, it breaks down the wall. Yeah, right. It makes a person feel it's. It's an an element or a dimension of the pratfall effect. Like this is a human and and humor then makes me feel something. And then once I'm emotionally invested, once the heart decides, the head will follow. I guess I would back up one level. Like the, the takeaway from using humor to connect is really that you're connecting emotionally. So if we can connect emotionally, mm, mm. then we're able to get in the door and start uh, also connecting to the rational mind as well. Is there a difference between an ad that you'd make for the radio and an ad that you'd make for podcasting? I mean, it, it's just audio, right? Yes, it is just audio. They're, they're both audio, but it's like, man, you know, the the big screen is a screen. The little screen is a screen. There's vertical, there's horizontal. I think it's really important on your what, right? And then so what? And then what now is... Which type of audio are we doing here? Are we doing a smart speaker? Are we doing radio where we're going to be, uh, this is a produced spot and we're going to be in breaks against a lot of other produced spots in podcasts? Are we going to be primarily doing host read or as I'm experiencing, I'm sure you are too, their uh, ad load is increasing. The number of breaks is increasing and more brand dollars are coming into podcasts. So you're hearing more spots that are like what's on the radio. Mm. Um, I think it would be very easy to just port over what you're doing on the radio right over to podcast, but it's a different animal. And I think they, to do it well, to do it the best requires a different approach. Again, depending on how exactly is this audio going to be delivered to the listener? Yeah, I think it was Paul Rismandel from Signal Hill Insights who was pointing out on a Mastodon thread that Radio ads, one of their primary focuses is to get you to listen because radio is typically on in the background, whereas for podcasts, you're already listening. So actually that part of the ad's job has already been done. What do you think of that? I think it's fantastic. I remember when he pointed that out, and I I agree. It's that like how lean in is this audio, right? Am I on just a a music station or am I on Sirius XM where it's in the background and I need to cut through or am I in something like pivot? You know, I, I like to listen to pivot alongside with your show. Of course. Like almost every morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, pivot. I mean, your show basically every morning you're walking my dog with me and it's lean. It's very intentional. Like I am stacking up what I listen to in the mornings intentionally. So I'm invested and I'm leaned in and that's very similar to a lot of podcast listeners. And so like Paul was pointing out, I need to keep their attention. So if I'm using interruptive tactics like I do in radio to try to garner their attention, I might be working against myself. But I'd also like to say that some stuff does apply across both. Like there was a recent study with Veritonic and Odyssey 
that found an improvement, double digit improvement in ad recall and uh, improvement in purchase intent as well when sonic branding is used in radio and in podcast. So there's so there are things that are similar, but to your point, it's like podcast is and has been so much more lean in where radio perhaps is something that's more in the background. Unless you're listening to talk radio, a specific host or your drive time people that you listen to in the morning where I think the same kind of lean in stuff is at work. And how long should the perfect ad be? As long as it needs to be. <laughs> I'm glad you answered the question with that. <laughs> how long should a person's <laughs> legs be long enough to reach the ground? You know, I would say in podcast and, um, you know, there was just a study I think that came out last week with Podscribe that found that longer ads work better. I think that's for a couple of different reasons. One, like we're talking about, people are leaned in. There's some cognitive biases at work. Human beings, the longer they're exposed to any stimulus, what's amazing is not only do you get acclimated towards it, right? So it's okay because we're all, we're surviving, right? Our, our, Our brain's just trying to survive. We also begin to favor the thing. So the longer a person can keep your attention and talk to you, instinctually down deep, you are going to begin to develop affinity. And so that's at play with there's also a narrative bias humans favor stories over disjointed facts, or even just a list of items, you tend to get more storytelling in a longer ad because there's more opportunity for someone to weave a tale. And so those are longer than they work. But you know, you've got to again, you got to go back to your what, like, who is this advertiser? How massive are they? How long have they been doing this? Do I perhaps need to, for instance, on Sirius XM, the right approach might be in certain cases, let's just try to pepper in a whole bunch of 15s and get a whole bunch of frequency because we know that people are already very aware of this or unaided awareness is high. um, And we just wanna reinforce a particular message or particular call to action or something like that, or just, increase their mental availability of our brand. You could accomplish that with shorter spots, but in the podcast platform, like I said, with that Podscribe study, it seems to hold out that, you know, the old advertising adage is the more you tell, the more you sell. Yeah, yeah, there's more reason to go and visit a website or do whatever it is that you want them to end up doing. You you mentioned um, Ad Infinitum earlier, which is um, your podcast. It's back for a new season. What's that podcast all about? So Ad Infinitum is Oxford Road's audio creative podcast where we listen to and break down current top spenders in audio in, on SiriusXM, on radio, on podcast. And we have different advertising experts on with me where we'll drill into in the first season the nine key components of Audiolytics, which is our methodology that we use to both audit and construct a persuasive message in audio. And then in season two, we're going to be digging into different aspects of advertising. Like I said, the first episode of season two comes out this week and the guest is Mark Pollard, where we're talking about strategy and how does that apply And then we've had on folks like uh, Dallas Taylor, the host of 20,000 Hertz, fantastic podcast about the world's most Mm. interesting sounds. Uh, Richard Schotten, um, who's massive in the uh, behavioral science uh, space, author of uh, The Choice Factory. And then like Amanda DeMarco um, from Veritonic, where we're able to talk about their platform. And when we're analyzing the ads in that episode, we're taking, you know, the scoring methodology we use, Audiolytics, and stacking that up against 
Veritonics uh, testing platform and, and the methodology that they use. So Ad Infinitum is wherever you get your podcasts. Where can we learn more about you and your work? LinkedIn is the best place to go. Stu Redwine, the one and only. Unless, like you said, you, if you Google Stu Redwine, all you're going to get is recipes. <laughs> Uh, Stu, it's been great to talk. I learn so much every time I talk to you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you.